We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Welcome aboard. Happy weekend. Mark Cox here along with Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman. Hi. Yeah, having a great time. Hopefully uh, you are too. Boy, the weather's just been outstanding, hasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, I've been outdoors so much in the last couple of weeks, processing firewood and things like that, and, and just anything to get outside. And I don't even want to go in when the sun goes down. It's beautiful. Wow. You know, Carl and I were looking at your stack. You sent us a picture of it. I think you're going to have to add some wood to that thing. What are you, what are you even Six doing? rows is you not enough, slacking off? Oh, no, no, no. Last winter, we went through about five of those rows, and they're oh. about 10 feet long, about <laughs> six and a half feet tall. Well, we didn't have good perspective then on that picture you sent us. And it was early. Well, well, gentlemen, I could use the help. Come on over. <laughs> okay, help yeah, yeah. There I it is. You know, I was golfing the other day, and I kind of pulled something on my back. Probably shouldn't swing an axe, I don't think. I'm golfing. tiny. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm not swinging an axe. Don't get don't get me wrong. I'm not a mountain man. Yeah. I have a, a log splitter, but it still work. It still work. Uh, funny story, though. A buddy of mine growing up, and I was like in fifth grade, and anytime I wanted to go hang out with him, his dad was having him split firewood on the weekends. And I, and so the only time I got to hang out was when I helped split firewood and stack it. I was like, as a kid, I'm thinking, I am never going to heat with wood. There's electricity. <laughs> it does it just fine. And then here I am. Of course. Came yeah, that's good. I love having a campfire when I go camping or something like that. So I don't keep a big stack of it, but enough to load up in the trailer so I don't have to buy it at the campground. Hey, I wonder if you can put wood inside a fish to help win a fishing tournament. Wasn't that something? Man, I'll tell you. That story. I'll tell you what. That story's gotten around now. That video of how angry people were when that was over. We cannot air it for you. No. We cannot? Too many expletives. Too. Oh. It would just be one long tone. <laughs> well yeah let's set let's set the stage though that story when i saw it on instagram i was thinking i i read about it first and then i saw the video uh these guys were putting these round uh heavyweights not not even you know not even trying to slip a few ounces in there can, was pounds of these weights in these fish can, can i make a rather obvious statement here yeah you would have to have balls of lead to get away with that well, that's what they used <laughs> and they also cut up other pieces of fish they made these fish cannibals by putting fillets into the fish so if they got caught they could say oh that maybe the fish was just eating other fish no they they stuff so much stuff into these fish they put oh. a lot of lead See, balls down into those fish and sticks. you know what 
I didn't get that part. I saw. I thought the guy like sliced a, a fillet out of the fish he was cutting into. No, I thought that's what that was. There were that extra was just... fillets shoved down in its mouth because oh they had gosh. won the tournament by so much. Someone called shenanigans, and Mark heard about what they had done at previous. So events. at some of these tournaments, apparently at the end of the tournament, people donate the fish to local uh, food shelters or food sure. pantries, right? Lovely idea. Right, which is a great idea. These two guys, despite participating in and winning a couple of other tournaments, would never donate their fish. Well, now we know why, because you'd have had to cut them <laughs> open and fillet them in front of everybody to prepare them, and they would have found maybe other stuff they, they'd they put in They were cheating. Them. Potentially, now, I mean that—that's at least the the accusation is that that that's why they had never donated their fish before. It makes sense, but what what got me the most, I think, was this was this was a, a, a fishing team that got caught. How many times over the years have people tried to do stuff like this, shoving fish fillets into a fish to to add weight to it? I, I mean, that to me is evil genius. But <laughs> it takes me back to again my childhood when my dad would crush cans. He'd sprinkle a little bit of sand in there, you know, because when you're turning in cans. Oh, yeah, to add to the weight? It, it I would have thought of that. that, yeah. Or or even water, because that'll, you know, dissipate when they recycle it. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, that was, <laughs> I just revealed it in, in the public. Sorry if, I mean, about if, that, you, if you can't. Thank you for the idea, Bo Matthews. I just don't know. I mean, it just takes the 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 sport out of sport fishing. I did, what To cheat like that, what kind of a bad person are you to do something like that <laughs> talk about, about a greed. lack of character i mean come on look at the, look at the big uh, fish tournament that we just promoted the hundred thousand dollar fish tournament the big bass tournament down sure. lake of the ozarks i mean i guess it would be greed that would drive you to do something like that but man they were the, I, I could not believe these huge balls of lead that they were they were <laughs> pulling out of these fish that You'd was have crazy to have some big ones to get away with it for sure so what do they do from this point forward did they they get those little hand scanners that you'd go like they, oh, wow. like when they scan you at the airport mm-hmm. and just scan the fish. I mean, that's one way you could check. Regular I metal guess. detector would do that, I would think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, and again, these are the just the first guys caught on social media. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, how, how long has that been going <laughs> those, on? Those other fishermen were ready to string them up, and the one guy was not saying a word, but you knew that he knew that he was caught. Yeah, yeah, because he but was. Again, we're talking thousands of dollars people can That's win in fraud. some of these tournaments. That's just fraudulent. I don't know if they – can they even charge them with anything? I guess somebody could sue them. I, don't I would. I don't they know. have to be able to arrest them. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't know. In this no in this lawless land we live in, maybe they're just going to slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, very true. That is, that is very true. Hey, coming up on uh, – got a great show for you today here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We're going to talk about what that hurricane, the impact it had uh, down in the uh, state of Florida uh, on pets as much as – obviously there's a great human cost of, of what's happened down there. But a lot of people fled. Some left their pets behind. Some may have gotten separated from them in the mm. middle of that entire mess. And we're going to talk to an organization that has been planning for years to help deal with exactly situations like that. We'll have that coming up as well. I love that. And uh, and a question I've had for a long time is how much ammo should uh, a gun owner 
have in stock in their own personal stockpile, plus this technology of Mantis X. We're going to talk to Jesse Rolfus in today's uh, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors show and uh, talk about that technology. And and I encourage anybody that's uh, a a firearm owner, a Second Amendment supporter, to investigate this because this could save you a ton of money especially if you're a bad shot. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm raising my hand here. I'm so interested in finding out more about this because basically when you're using this, you're not wasting boxes full of ammo to improve your skills. And it's it just whoever came up with it, I hope they make a million dollars on it. It's a, it's a fantastic idea. So our friends from Razorback are going to join us. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, that disaster recovery effort for pets down in the uh, state of Florida in DeSantis land down there. How about that? You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You ain't nothing but a hound dog Uh, music coming back here to Second Member Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox here along with uh, Bo Matthews. And Bo, have you seen that new Elvis movie that's out? I have not. It's on HBO Max now. My daughter and wife went to see it. My daughter loved it. She's now in love with Elvis and the actor that plays him in this movie. So that's I've heard song. so many people have seen the movie. My neighbor went to the theater twice to see it. I, I talked to a guy last weekend, yeah. and what's crazy is the younger people, uh, younger people are really into uh, Elvis, which is cool. Uh, but one guy I talked to, I can't remember who it was, but they said they've seen it three times, and they said you got to see it. Wow, so I got to see it. It's a long yeah. film. It's it's okay. I, I, I the, the 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 where he's singing the music parts, he does a great job. Austin Butler is his name. Yeah. But but some of the rest of it, um, I, I honestly did not appreciate Tom Hanks' performance in this movie. <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're not here to do movie reviews. I just thought I'd bring it up since uh, You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog was the lead-in uh, to this segment, which is really, really fitting uh, because, you know, we focused a lot on the, the devastation in South Florida from this hurricane, and uh, there's still search and recovery efforts going on. Part of the recovery efforts, in many cases, are are pets that they found that were separated from their owners for some reason. And you can imagine the chaos that's going on in Florida. So what you hope is that the people who are doing the searching and the recovery have a plan in place. And our guest right now is uh, part of an organization that helps with all that. Tom Sharp is with us, president and CEO of the American Kennel Club's Reunite program akcreunite.org is the website and tom welcome to the show how are you i'm great good morning thanks for having me on absolutely you know i i was uh, thinking about about the pictures i've seen from down there i can't imagine what it's like operating in that environment but for people that don't have food and water for themselves the idea of trying to to take care of their pets on top of that has got to be very daunting Absolutely. And that's why we support programs um, to set up pet shelters so that people can evacuate, take their pets with them and have them um, know that they'll be cared for. Yeah. And and in fact, I mean, part of this and I I mean, advanced planning is everything. Um, Having feet on the ground helps. But if you don't have the equipment that you need once you're on the ground, uh, it, it, it makes it a much tougher job. Maybe explain to people what what your mobile uh, relief vans and trailers are all about across the country. Yeah, and you're, you have an excellent point. Um, 15 years ago, we tried to send in um, uh, resources after a disaster struck to try to help because, you know, like everybody around the country right now looking at Florida, we all want to help, right? And we, we realized you can't get it there. Um, the best strategy is to have uh, the resources there ahead of time. So we have the AKC Pet Disaster Relief Program where we partner with local AKC clubs around the country and donate um, the mobile pet disaster equipment trailers to the local emergency management agencies. So normally that's at the county level and they would be the first responders. So the idea is we give them the equipment ahead of time it's a 20-foot trailer that's filled with things like a generator. It has about 65 large dog crates in there. It has cleaning supplies. Um, it, it has identification like um, collar bands to put around a pet and also um, microchips, of course, because we're a microchip company. And we donate that um that mobile trailer to the local uh, emergency management agency. That way, when a disaster strikes or when when it's coming, like with hurricanes, you know it's coming, they can hook that trailer up to a large pickup and drive it to set up a shelter, say, in a high school or, or someplace like that. I love that. Tom Sharp, president and CEO of the American Kennel Club's Reunite program. So as you're as you're talking about getting in there before the storm, uh, I pictured uh, the staging areas for all the electrical uh, companies that came down to help in Florida. Um, so that's kind of the same thing. And you're going ahead of the storm because like a hurricane, you know, it's coming. Um, does this also uh, does this also help uh, cat owners? Yes, of course. Um, the, the shelters would be for any pets. 
And actually, even though we're part of the American Kennel Club at AKC Reunite, we are a microchip registry for any pet. We actually have um, about 35 different species enrolled in our service, mostly dogs, of course, but um, lots of cats, lots of horses, ferrets, uh, guinea pigs, birds, you name it. Yeah, and pretty wide-ranging, uh, uh, Bo, uh, because they've got these trailers positioned not just in Florida. They had a couple down there in central Florida before the storm hit uh, ready yeah. to go when need be. But, I mean, you've got them, you've, you've handed out a number of them across the country. What, how many are out there now? What are the plans for the future? Yep, we, we over the last um, nine years that we've had this program going, we've donated 99 trailers around the country and we actually have a map on our website um if people would like to see where they are and what emergency management agencies have them we're about to deliver our 100th trailer um which is pretty fantastic when you think about it's um a a partnership between local akc dog club volunteers raising some money and then reunite adding money and we donate the equipment free of charge to the emergency management agencies they just have to um, agree to use it when disaster strikes. So, for instance, in Polk County, Florida, where we have one, which is near Orlando, so not very far from um, where the eye of the hurricane came came on shore on the west coast there, um, Polk County could um, take that equipment, go set up an emergency shelter, and then even though the storm wasn't that bad in Polk County, it, it could be a place for people from Fort Myers, Tampa, um, to evacuate too. That we, we've seen that happen often. For instance, with Hurricane Harvey, um, our, our trailers were used to set up a shelter way up in Fort Worth, and the, um, the storm came in and, and especially hit the Houston area, but that gave people a place to go to get out of harm's way. Um, wow. And, and the, the equipment was there, and they were ready to do that. That's amazing. Tom Sharp, uh, uh, question, I mean, there's nothing worse than losing a pet uh, and the uh, to see a recovery, which, uh, you know, with social media, we got to see some pretty cool stuff coming out of Florida, like, uh, you know, first responders that were approaching homes where the dogs were left behind that were, you know, flooded out. Uh, I've, I've, I want to go back to the very first time, or the very first trailer that went out. If you're about ready to hit num- number 100 for the uh, the country, that's pretty impressive. Were you around uh, when trailer number one was launched? I was, yes. Uh, the first one went to um, Pamlico County, North Carolina, and we were actually based in North Carolina, so it was nice to get something sort of local. And Pamlico County is um, on the on the Pamlico Sound, so they're right on the water. They're surrounded on three sides by water, and they are flooded often during um, hurricanes and and just big storms. So it was great to get the first one there. And since then, we've, like I said, we've spread them all over. Um, Lots on the West Coast, lots on the Northeast, um, and a lot, of course, in the Southeast and Texas. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Let's talk about the microchips for a minute, Tom, because you you guys help coordinate that. Uh, That's part of what you do as well. I mean, I think that if you're if you're talking about any situation where there's an emergency and there's a risk that you might get separated from your pet, uh, that's a good idea for people that have not taken that step. Absolutely. So, so we as a company we sell microchips to veterinarians, shelters, rescues, breeders. They implant the microchip, and then the pet owner needs to enroll that microchip in a national service like ours. 
Um, here in the U.S., we it's not a government-run program. We have competition. We have um, uh, a, a great marketplace. And uh, at AKC Reunite, we have a dedicated call center that is ready to take calls for lost and found pets 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's all they do um, is help people get back with their pets. Um, so one of the things with a storm like this that we encourage people to do before the storm is not only obviously we want you to microchip your pet so if it gets separated from you in the storm, it can get back to you um, and you need to get your information on file with us. But we also encourage people to have an alternate contact who is maybe in a different state or, you know, a, a ways removed so that if the phones are down, for instance, where you are in, um, in Florida, we could still call someone, uh, say in Georgia or New York or wherever, um, to help get that pet back to you. That is fantastic. I, I, I just love this program. Of course, uh, our four-legged, uh, mostly four-legged uh, furry family members are so important and a uh, great organization. And we want to, you know, get this information out to those that are listening um, to to get, you know, make sure that they are signed up, got the microchip. And, and every good organization has a mascot, and you do have a mascot. Chip, how cool yes, is that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How can people help out and uh, how can people get uh, signed up? They can go to our website, akcreunite.org, and sign up right there on the website or find a vet that, um, or just go to their local vet and get the pet microchip if they haven't already. And then we we take any, um, any microchip into our registry so you can come and register with us. And we are the largest not for profit organization of its kind in the country yeah and i think people we should probably add unlike some other of your competitors you guys don't charge a fee for people to enroll their their pets microchip in your in your registry correct well we do we do charge a one-time fee we don't some of our competitors charge an annual fee okay. we do not do All that right. it's just All a right. one-time um it's i mean on our website it's less than twenty dollars for the lifetime oh. of your pet so nice. it's incredibly affordable well, well worth it, I'm sure. AKCReunite.org, uh, which is where people can also go to donate, to, specifically if they want to aim their donation toward disaster relief, right? Yes, and there's a donate button right at the top of the website that you can then go and, and put in your donation. And it, we're a 501c3 charity, so it's tax deductible, and um, we'll go to uh, help people in pets, especially um, affected by disasters around the country. Okay, got a question for you, Tom. How many how many animals do you own, sir? <laughs> but right now, I, we have two cats and a dog. <laughs> okay, you're legit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Bo? How many how many pets do you have? I have uh, three cats, and I'm the dog of the house. You're the dog, the big dog. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, there you go. We just got a new puppy, a, l- a little uh, golden retriever puppy who's about four months old now. And oh. w- when we go to get uh, her spayed, we will um, do the microchip. They told us we have to do that at the same time at about right. six yes, months that's or something very common. like that. That's a great, that's a great uh, way to do it. Yeah, that's good. Well, listen, uh, Tom, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning, President and CEO of the AKC Reunite program, akcreunite.org. A great service, and uh, keep up the good work. 
Absolutely. Thank you for your time. You bet. Uh, great to get him on here and to know that that stuff's out there. Now, Bo, I mean, a lot of the they're, – they're not actually participating in a lot of the on-the-ground recovery stuff, but they provided them with what they need to do it right, and I the think that's great. The technology, yeah. Yeah. And the trailers. I I think that's very cool. What's the most animals you've had uh, at any given time in your life, Mark? Um, Probably not more than two. We're not not yeah. big multiple pet kind of things. There was I know there was a dog and a hamster at one point. <laughs> there was a dog and a and a parrot fish? parakeet at Any one fish? point. We've we've killed a number of betta fish in my household over the years. <laughs> so maybe there maybe there might have been a time when there was three, if you include the betta fish, which had a very short lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> is that the same betta fish that's going to take my AR-14? Oh, could have been. It could have been Robert Francis uh, Beto O. Fish. That could have been who it was. <laughs> I knew a lady that had 12 dogs at Whoa. one time. 12 dogs. That's a problem. Rescue, I'm guessing. And everything that's a TV from, show. Dude, I, I knew a lady down in Orlando that had 39 foster uh, long-eared rabbits in her apartment. <laughs> she rescued these. Oh yeah, there's there's some freaks out there. She had a song with all their names in it too. It was crazy. Hey, That's how she uh, remembered. Yeah, no kidding. Coming up here on Second Member Radio on the Great Outdoors. I've been anxious to find out more about this because Bo's been talking about this Mantis X software that's supposed to help you become a better shooter lord knows i need it we're going to talk to jesse from a razorback armory about that when we come back This segment of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors proudly brought to you by Razorback Armory. They're right there in De Pere on Manchester Road. You can stop by and see uh, this uh, new firearm that uh, they've got, the P365X Macro. Uh, it is an amazing firearm. It's an inch wide. It's a great concealed carry firearm. I learned of this firearm right after I bought my Glock, which holds fewer bullets, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm still happy. It was my first It was my first Glock. But does anyway, it, go to Razorback. It holds more than the 43X? It does. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. I, I'd never owned a Glock before, so I'm, I'm happy I finally got one. But, I love uh, my Glock. Go to, go to RazorbackArmory.com. Get their address, their phone number. You can even make an appointment. Uh, Jesse Rolfus is uh, part owner of Razorback Armory, and he's on the phone with us to join us for Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Jesse, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing today? Good, good. Okay, tell us tell us about the P365. How many how many uh, uh does it hold? Well, so depending on the model, so P365, you can get the base model which will hold 10, the X or the XL which should hold 12. Uh, these are factory numbers, and then the new one which is the it basically has the comp and everything on it, that will be 17. Now, the mags are interchangeable downward, so you can put the 17 round in the one that has 10. You can put the 12 in the one that had 10. So it's very versatile on how many rounds you want and then the size profile of the weapon. Oh, that's, so, that's yeah. really cool. And when I brought it up to Jesse, I'm like, oh, I just got my Glock. And he <laughs> said, well, just become a better shooter, and then you don't need all the you know 18 rounds. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that does make sense. Beautiful point. That's a beautiful point. Because yeah. I had the, the uh, SIG 938. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I mean, this kind of eclipses that, doesn't it, in, in a lot of ways? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, this, the 938 single, uh, basically a single action setup, you know, single stack mag. This is a stack and a half, so a little bit bigger in the size profile, but not by much. It's only an inch wide. But your capacity, you know, of rounds you can carry in that small package definitely eclipses pretty much anything out there. Yeah, capacity matters. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It does. It, Size it, matters. It, it, it does. Just I'm just saying, saying it, it, it matters. <laughs> uh, I think it makes a big difference. Uh, I've uh, tried out several of those different uh, SIGs that you're talking about, and what a great gun! I, I'm, I seriously consider upgrading from that 938 here at some point. Oh, absolutely. Now they're. Uh, they're definitely proven, uh, not ammo finicky. They work. Uh, it's a great, you know, manufacturer standing behind the product with SIG. But more than that, they, they're very reliable. And something in a concealed carry gun, that's definitely what you're looking for. Absolutely. And does it break down uh, easier than the Glock, or is the Glock the easiest to break down? No, they're pretty similar. Uh, they have a takedown lever. The slide comes off the top. You can remove the barrel, remove the guide rod spring. Uh, your fire control is captured. Now, in the 365, the fire control is removable. If you needed to get it out for an obstruction or something, it comes out in a whole package, so you don't have to take it out uh, mechanically like one piece at a time. Gotcha. Okay. Jesse Rolfes is the owner of uh, Razorback Armory with his partner, Brad, and uh, it's a great store. It's not a giant store, but uh, something I've been bringing up to uh, to Mark is about uh, ammo. I saw, I don't know who it was, on YouTube or Instagram about how much ammo uh, the average American should have in stock. I want to ask you that question, and uh, also where should people store their ammo if they have a bulk amount? Okay, no problem. Well, we do get the question a lot of how much ammo should I have, you know, and that that's really going to vary between the individual customer, what their disposable income is on that. I mean, obviously, they still got to, you know, eat and pay rent. They just can't put all their money in ammo. But a good what I've kind of kind of dove down to for them is this. How much ammo do you shoot in a year in that weapon? And that so you have that caliber, let's say it's a nine millimeter like your Glock, right? How much ammo do you see yourself shooting in a year? And then if you had that much ammo there, if price spikes in ammo, you know, shortages in ammo, at least you know you've got a year's worth of ammo there. And if it started to dwindle, you could even cut back a little bit. But your ammo secure, because, you know, basically if you own these guns, you don't have ammo. They're expensive paperweight. Sure. You can't use them. So if you had that ammo sitting there, so that the amount of ammo that someone's going to go through in a year, if they shoot a lot, it's going to be higher. If they don't shoot as much, you know, they get to the range and practice every month or so, it's not going to be as much. So their individual ammo needs, and then obviously it's per caliber, per weapon, and then, you know, you kind of factor all that out for somebody. So, you know, you might have a guy that has 100 or 200 rounds. You may have a guy that has several thousand rounds. And then you may have somebody who has undisclosed amounts of ammo because he just likes keeping it. <laughs> yeah, see, in the, in financial services, we used to call that dollar cost averaging. You buy it at all times of the year, so you're kind of getting an average price instead of the highest or the lowest, right? That's a great correct. Idea. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. correct, yeah. yeah. Um, but, and then the second part of that question, Bo, uh, where to store it, Um this, again, will come down to the individual person. So ammo ammo in general, it likes to be where you like to be. It doesn't want to be too hot, doesn't want to be too cold, doesn't want it too moist, doesn't want it too dry and hot. You know, that, that, that porridge, you know, uh, is perfectly right. 
So in your house, if you think about that, wherever is going to be, you know, a lot of people just put it down in their basement. Well, if you've got a really damp, wet basement, not a good idea for your firearms or for your ammo. Um, You know, like your attic is going to get super dry and hot, you know, in the winter. And, 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 you know, in the wintertime, it could get really cold. So big swings in temperature is not a good idea. Um, so you, you just kind of want to evaluate what's the temperature of where I'm storing this, you know, for what period of time. And obviously, is it secure? You know, is it it's just something where, you know, it's it's safe to be there? And then, uh, you know, some people will store it just out in the open. Some people put in like ammo cans. Uh, some people have like ammo uh, closets or cabinets. You know, they keep all their ammo in, keep it locked up. Well, you all, I think what you're talking about here, Jesse, is something we've all considered, and that is that every person who is a gun enthusiast should have a gun room, right? So I need oh, to have yeah, a well. bourbon room, and I need to have <laughs> yep. a gun room. Not now together. That, and a cigar room. Now that yeah. two of my three kids have moved out, I don't see any reason why I can't accomplish that, <laughs> as long as I can get the wife correct. to go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, definitely someplace to, you know, to, to keep it and store it. Um, and, you know, for, for A, for a good reason is you always know where it is. Yes. B, it, you know, it's going to be, it's conditioned. It's not going to hurt it. You're not, you're not going to buy something. You're paying a lot of money for it and it's going to deteriorate on you. It's going to go bad because of where it was stored. Um, and then being, you know, it's safe, you know where it is. Uh, Jesse Rolfus is the owner of Razorback Armory. Um, do you get a, a lot of bulk ammo purchases through your store? Is that, is that something people could come to you for? We do. And a lot of that stuff is ordered. Um, so I don't keep like, you know, thousand rounds of this and that here. I mean, we do at times, but you know, I, I don't keep 50,000 rounds because of the size of the, of the shop. But if right. someone wanted to order that, we can, we can order that for them. And I do have customers that make larger ammo purchases throughout the year, especially if they've got an event or something going on, we can, we can supply them with that. And what is the hardest ammo to find right now as we're talking? Because uh, a friend of mine, uh, she went and uh, got, got trained, uh, you know, mm-hmm. registered for her uh, CCW permit, um, and she bought a thirty eight and is having a heck of a time trying to find ammo for it. Is that, is that the one that the outlier? Um, 38's not, it, well, have her come see me. I got 38, <laughs> but, um, it's not that it's not as bad. It was, uh, so revolver ammo at 38, 357, uh, historically now for the last two years has been really bad. It's starting to fill back in. I'll tell you the crazy one is 410 shotgun shells, um, oh, yeah. are obsolete. I get calls for them all the time. Um, it's they've just gone away. There's some there's some other so they're making them obviously your most popular calibers because of the demand, because of the backlog we had and the supply chain issues and all those keywords that everybody likes to use. But you know, the reality of it is when it was gone off the shelf, the stuff they're gonna fill back in is the most popular. So your nine millimeter, forty five, forty cal, three eighty, two twenty three, uh, and even hunting rounds. So the last two years, hunting calibers, you know, your deer rifle stuff, your thirty out six, seven mag, three oh eight, uh, you know, two forty three, they've been very hard to get a hold of. We've been trying to stock up just because there's always that rush at it deer and season. It was time. amazing to me that people People were coming to me a week before deer season trying to buy some ammo, and we didn't have it. And I had people last year buy a new gun because they couldn't find the ammo for the gun they had. How about thirty thirty? Uh, which is crazy. It's still really hard. Still hard 30, to find. Thirty thirty is one that's still not coming in. Yeah, um, and they're they're still in scarce amounts. But you, so the main thing I tell people is I can usually find you your caliber. I may not find you like if you wanted Federal one fifty soft point, you know, Deer Slayer. I may not be able to find that one particularly because that that might be out of stock, 
but I can generally get you your caliber and grain weight, possibly with a different manufacturer. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that's yeah. good to know. Now, if you're going to invest that much in ammo, uh, you ought to be pretty good at where that ammo is going to end up, right? Uh, <laughs> exactly. You got to be yeah. a good shot, so you're not wasting it. You got to tell yes. me more about this Mantis X program that I hear Bo talking about here on the radio all Certainly. the time. Certainly. So the nice part about this is if you kind of think about it, it'd almost pay for itself. So you like to shoot your gun, you like to train and, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a laser dot. And and that's, what's that going to do for me? Well, it's really not. So the system itself, so there's a device that is going to mount on your weapon. Okay. And there's different manises. So there's a Manus X10, there's the Blackbeard for the AR, but each one of these is going to have a device that's going to mount on your gun. And then you download an app to your phone, okay, and it works Bluetooth with that. But it sees basically the direction of the weapon, how you're shooting it, and it gives you a shot-by-shot analysis of what you're doing. So it sees – it's kind of like they use in pro sports. It's not just right when you pull the trigger it's recording. It's recording before that, it's recording during, and it's recording after. It knows how you're presenting the gun. Are you, are you moving? Are you flinching just before or just after you pull the trigger? You know, there's, there's a lot of data that it's collecting. And then as it's collecting this data, it actually, um, so it gives you, like there's some options where it gives you a score, okay? So if people who are like points oriented, like, oh, I want to get 100, I want to get 100, you know, that can drive them to try to get better. It also gives you some direction orientation. So you see, am I pulling left, am I pulling right? If you, as it gets this data and this feedback, it will actually, there's modes that will make suggestions to you. So like a coach, if you will, hey, if you do this or that. Now, the beauty of this is all of this training, everything we're doing, we didn't fire one one round of ammo. So all that money we just talked about buying the ammo and storing the ammo and keeping it in your house, we haven't used any of that. But we're still training with that weapon so that when we do use live fire, hopefully we're that much better. We've, we've trained, we've become that much more proficient with that weapon. So if you think all the times that you're using this device and click and click and click, you know, you, you shot 50 rounds. Well, that's a box of ammo. You know, that's, right. that's a dollar value. And most of these mana systems, they start around 100. And you can get them. Uh, the middle, middle range is 150 to 250. You can get them a little more expensive. But if you talk about a box of ammo, it's $25. You, you'll, you'll pay for this, you know, in just its use. Now, the other nice part about these is they're not all weapon-specific. Now, we do have one that's specific for the AR platform, but if you buy, like, a Manus X-10, you can mount it on your pistol, you can mount it on your rifle, you can mount it on your shotgun. Um, So it's not not weapon-specific, like, oh, I bought it, I can only use it on my 9mm Glock. No, any weapon that you have, you can get it mounted to it, you know, they'll calibrate, and you'll see what you're doing with that weapon, so it really covers all of your weapons instead of just kind of laser focusing down to one. Now, if you want to be really proficient with your pistol, yeah, you mount it on your pistol and you go to work with it. But there's that option to use it on your shotgun. There's that option to use it on your rifle. It's just, you know, it's not one thing specific. Like some people will buy a 9 millimeter laser piece that goes inside the barrel and it makes a little red dot on the wall. That's nice because I can see where I'm, I'm aiming. I can see where I'm pointing. I can see the red dot. But it doesn't give me that digital feedback and that training and that direction on how, if I'm doing something wrong, what could I possibly do better to to, to utilize it and fix it? Correct. Yeah, Jesse. The the one the one hiccup I have with the system is there's no there's no bang. There's no recoil. There's no none of that. Um, and and so like when people like anticipate that 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 you know round going off, that's yes. when they they overcompensate. Uh, and, so, and you know maybe shoot low or something like that. How does the Mantis X work with that issue? 
Well, there's certain things that we cannot duplicate. Obviously, we can't duplicate recoil, and we can't yeah. duplicate the sounding concussion of it going off. Um, a lot of traits will show themselves with, with that. I mean, obviously with that, but without it, you'll still see certain traits of you, how you're presenting the gun, the movement of the gun. Again, this is recording before, during, and after the shot. Well, right, the bang right. will affect you during the shot and after, but that before movement or how you're presenting it, everything up to pulling that trigger, there was no noise. There was no recoil. Is it, this is going to show you. Is there any firearms? Yeah. Is there any, any firearms where it's bad to do dry firing? I've always wondered that. So dry fire, it's so technically, as long as the firing pin has some capture or rebound or spring, <clears throat> dry fire is when the, the firing pin is designed to hit that primer and set the round off. Right. If it free flows all the way past that and doesn't have a stop, that's when you're hurting a gun. That's why people say rim fire is bad. Well, yeah, you're smacking the rim of that with that, with that firing pin, and you're going to hurt the rim fire, which would be like your 22. If you don't have something that stops the forward motion of that firing pin, it can be bad. Now, if you dry fire a gun here or there, it's not that big of a deal. Something with like the mana systems and that, you know, they'll, they'll have it set up for it, so it's not going to hurt that. I see. But your striker fire guns are usually okay. Um, it's your rim fire that I wouldn't do, or you can put a, you can actually put a snap cap in them and it will, you know, basically it, it's not a round, but it deadens that, that actual impulse of the firing pin moving forward and gives it something to hit. Okay. Jesse Rolfus, Razorback Armory. Last time I was in there, he gave me a demonstration of the Mantis X. Go on in, meet him, Brad, and his whole crew. They do a great job on Manchester Road, about a half mile east of 270. Uh, go to their website, RazorbackArmory.com. You can shop there. You can get their address, all that good stuff. Jesse Rolfus, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Always good to talk to you, man. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you later. You bet. Uh, great Arm to get Jesse America. on there. Yeah, no kidding. Arm in America. Great? That's I, what honestly, I like about that guy. I love that. I, I love the the knowledge that you get, and uh, I, I I'd love to check out that Mantis X. I may need to swing by there and look at that. That's uh, and there's you know what there's there's no there's no attitude in there. It's just now it's a knowledge based group of people that just want to share. A lot of times I'll see uh, uh, law enforcement in there talking yep. to the guys. It's yep. it's it's a great group. Yep. Anyway. Have a great rest of your weekend, yeah, brother. Yeah, no kidding. That's very timely, too, because there are going to be a lot of people out there uh, looking for ammo because it's already bow season, hunting season coming up here in a little over a month uh, for a lot of us who will be in the woods freezing our butts off. Trying not to hit them with your car in yeah, the no morning? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's a problem. It's <laughs> a problem. Deer everywhere right now. It's uh, Be careful out there. It's crazy. Crazy. All right, that's Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Please share the show. It's always a podcast at uh, 971talk.com. And uh, thanks on behalf of Mark Cox and Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. There it is. There it is. Have a great rest of your weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 